Hello, Alaska. This is Pat Race. And this is Matt Buxton. And this is a podcast about Alaska. And today we are joined by Trip Kraus, and we're going to rewind and talk about something that we, last week we actually jumped into this, and we had probably like a 10, 20 minute discussion about uh, Senate Bill 140, which is this um, anti-trans high school sports uh, bill introduced by, I think, Shelley Hughes. We just, we just chewed ourselves up talking about this. We got so exasperated, and we wanted to step back and kind of reapproach it. And um, so this morning, we're recording this on uh, Saturday the 12th, and this morning uh, we both kind of sat down and listened to some of the testimony on this bill, and uh, and I <laughs> coincidentally just like <laughs> happened to run into you. You're in Juno. It's great. And so, um, and you bring, like, you don't know a lot about the background of this bill, but you have, like, the lived experience that Matt and I do not have. So um, I think we just have a conversation about this, and I'm kind of excited to jump into it. So maybe we start with, like, what is this bill, and um, maybe some kind of the origin story of what what are we talking about here. Yeah. So Matt, you're probably good for that. Yeah, so this is, I feel like a... This week will be better because last week I tried to talk about it and I think it just sort of devolved into going and shaking my hands. Um, so there's there's the official description of it and then there's what it really is. This is kind of one of what are we what we've seen a lot of in the country of anti-trans sports bills. This is um, basically the really um, nuts and bolts of this bill would uh, 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 go after K twelve. Uh, athletics in any sort of in public school and then any sort of private schools that interact with them and then specifically create men's leagues women's leagues and co-ed leagues and then it would uh, sort of divide you into them based on what they're saying is your you know biological sex and so there's a lot of talk here about male-bodied athletes and and having an unfair advantage and how it's somehow depriving uh, cis girls and women of opportunities this is, this is the official sort of language around the bill it is sort of pitched as like a defense of these poor women who just cannot compete because there's and this is where like this is where a lot of like what the true goal of the bill is is wrapped up is that it it basically um goes past anybody's identity and then sort of talks about their or about their parts basically and then says you know you we can only compete on those levels well so the, the other thing that's in this bill is that they're um it, it, they're not really setting up like a commission or anything it's it's kind of one of those unfunded mandate bills where it's like you will yes, determine that's a really the bio- part of it, yeah. biological you, you will determine the biological characteristics of this student and then determine which league they can participate in based on that and it doesn't really give a lot of um, specifics on how that will be done or who will be doing that or if there's a process to con- contest things or you know what safety procedures are in place and it borrows too from the texas laws where the texas anti-abortion law where instead of of having a commission or instead of having any sort of like clear enforcement levels parents can just sue everybody involved in the situation and right. so That's, it's it sets up a lot of litigious situations where... basically yeah is inviting people to sue over this stuff yeah you know and it's really important to understand that this is part of like a, a nationwide movement i think that there's conservatives have sort of found what they feel like is like a effective way to be transphobic like we'll just be honest with 
where we're at with this because there is a lot of language around you know defending cis girls from male body quote you know they say male-bodied athletes a lot in this um you know those are trans girls and trans women and uh talk about how it's an unfair advantage but you know it really uh and, and a lot of people pointed out in the opposition that we've heard today and everywhere else is that it's violating, you know, the inherent privacy rights uh, of individuals. It's, uh, it's gender discrimination too, because I think this bill specifically um, bars uh, trans girls and trans women from competing with cis girls and cis women, but it would allow trans men to compete with cis men and cis, cis boys and so there's like a lot of kind of like unequal stuff so you know you look at each one of these cases they kind of move from state to state there's like the same sort of like cast of characters in a lot of these bills same kind of testifiers in a lot of these bills and, and there's really like no no cases even in alaska where we can point to quote unquote harm even if and, and if there even was harm then it's again not something that rises to the level of being able to erase somebody's identity and rights to be who they are, I think. So. And, and so in the testimony today, it was, and I think that it's always, you always go into these things with a little bit of trepidation because you don't know, oh boy, what are we going to hear? Um, but it was overwhelmingly opposed to the bill um, and very supportive of, of trans folks and trans girls in specific it was, I, I felt like it was really kind of uplifting. Uh, it, uh, people talked about, you know, what is the purpose of, of high school sport, right? You know, like people mm-hmm. are doing this to build teamwork, to, to uh, learn values that like self-improvement and discipline, you know, to be part of something that is uh, giving you some physical activity. And so like, you know, the goal of, of high school and, and middle school, elementary school sports is not is not so much to like dominate your competition and win yourself a collegiate scholarship and and i think that it's important to kind of like reflect on that it's about inclusivity and this bill is inherently exclusive and so i think it kind of goes against the the kind of the fundamental values they're trying to promote in high school sports when you think about like why do we have this (laughs) you know it's great to be see a lot of support but you know it's a shame that we have to even be talking about this in the first place right i i I think for a lot of um and this is trip um speaking as a trans human um, <laughs> uh, you know the cards are already stacked against our our youth right no matter what cis trans non-binary um agender they're already stacked there's already so much peer pressure and things going on in schools that oftentimes like we're just looking to be included right and this is something and that's how we find like theater department we find like all these different niches that we're able to sort of be who we are and develop friendships and teamwork and things like that and you know all all these kids really want is to be able to do the thing that they love doing and not feel like they're somehow infringing on somebody else they just want to compete and they just want to be the best person that they can be and by i think to pat's point you know, it is about inclusion, like giving them an opportunity. But if if these same, you know, adults are, are wanting to legislate against trans youth, you know, we we already have co-ed participation in, in a lot of different sports. Ruby Masson was a 2018 state champion in wrestling, um, wrestled against boys. Uh, we have co-ed basketball in a lot of the, the rural uh, schools because of attendance. Is, it pretty much mandates that it is. Um, for me, 
there are a lot of club sports that are sort of already co-ed. And so if you, like, to me, if you are wanting to build the best sports team or legacy in your school, for me, I think you want the best, and you want to include as many people as you can to give them the opportunities to excel and prove themselves and rise up and create the best sports team that you want, whether that's volleyball or basketball or, or whatever that might be in Alaska. And, you know, by doing that, you're giving people the creative space to be who they are, and you're not legislating against them based on how you determine their gender based on what is in their pants, because that is also a fallacy, right? We have intersex kids and things where, like, it may not be clear um, and it, it shouldn't be. For me, it should be if the kids are wanting to participate, they should be able to participate. We really maybe should be doing legislation that opens up more school sports to be more co-ed and more inclusive. And I use the term co-ed, and that's a, a binary term, but let's open it up to people who want to participate. Yeah, you, you, when you say co-ed, you sort of mean pan. Like pan, 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 like, pan gender. Like exclu- mm-hmm. inclusive to all. Yeah. yeah. It comes from this perspective that that cis women are like this like dainty like this is sort of all this language about how like the best cis woman could never even could begin to compete with like the most middling of you know biological male out there or male-bodied athlete i guess is the word that they use and i think that's what's so frustrating about it from like my own personal experiences like and, and a lot of people testify today is that like Man, I was getting smoked by the girls left and right in high school. You know, like this this like idea that male-bodied athletes and and you know female athletes are so far apart that that we have to like protect that for their sake. We have to discriminate against trans athletes is like sort of demeaning. I think it, it to me, I think like it it reinforces like these like kind of outdated ideas of sexism and and gender like roles and 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 all that sort of stuff. And it's like it's misogyny. Yeah. Right? Like the idea that, oh, you have to protect these girls and like there there's any normal thing or like anything that might come out of the realm of expectation that you can't anticipate. Like these are still students. These are still, you know, budding human beings. Um, and like, honestly, like until you sort of like open up the doors for people and sort of create these spaces like part part of this legislation is they just don't know, right? Like they they don't know how to legislate this because they just don't know. But like w- until you start creating opportunities for people, you're not going to know and you're just going to shut that off. So, yeah, I think a lot of it is sort of like, you know, whether it's an inherent misogyny or it's, you know, it's it's sort of rooted in this perspective that somehow uh women are inferior, which we all know that they're not. Um I think the other interesting aspect of it is you know, biologically, cis females tend to sort of go into pubescence um, and puberty earlier than boys, and so they tend to develop faster, um, and then boys develop later. Uh, one of the things that I, I run into, and I have this argument against with trans a- athletes, and one of them, so there's Chloe Johnson, um, who is a professional crossfitter. There's Alana McLaughlin, who is a, now an MMA fighter. And then they've both competed in sort of cisgender categories. But the thing that you don't understand is that even though your body might go through this boost in testosterone, which builds this natural muscle, the very process of like medically transitioning with like hormones is you're now replacing 
those standard hormones of like say we'll use the term for like trans female who might be transitioning that testosterone now they go start going into taking testosterone blockers and removing a lot of those you wouldn't believe the amount of muscle mass somebody loses once they start transitioning and going over a, a period of time and then you start introducing like estradiol and and progesterone into that and it can drastically change the outlook of like the way a person is shaped and 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 sort of presents um but as you sort of said earlier matt you know there's nothing in this that sort of like precludes non-binary uh gender fluid uh trans mask people right um and so that that's the part that i have an issue with really is that um it's a legislation that specifically uh precludes a a group of people from being able to participate without any sort of actual science behind it and and the people that brought up today and trip you talked about it is that there's intersex people who who don't you know fit clearly into these two binaries that this bill is searching for and so you know to me and this idea where it is talking especially about bringing in like you know inviting litigation right so you know to me i think there it's creating this like really gross sort of dangerous world where you know where what happens when you know there is a cis girl who has naturally high testosterone levels or or is just you know presents as masculine right and who is but you know you check check her pants and you know she's a female but like that's so that's what i think is so like kind of gross about this right is that it it, it creates this it, it just injects such a weird like level of attention to people who are ultimately children you start to talk about the way that this would be enforced and how it would work in practice and the kind of you know almost like looking over your shoulder the whole time kind of element to it if you, if you are not fitting closely into you know one of these sort of presupposed ideas of what it is to be cis female and cis male is really i think frightening and especially because like you go back to it like young people the the deck is already stacked against young people you know of, of all kinds right and it's a diff, incredibly difficult time to me it really ignores just how hard it is to be a kid how hard it you know let alone a trans kid who's being right. told you know to you know has to hang out with kids whose parents are talking about how you know they're an abomination or something like that and it's just this bill be honest like it doesn't have a chance of, of really being passed into law at least this year but you know the kind of damage that 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 creates from this talk especially around like the political motivation you know the pr- political sort of mobilization of right-wing forces is to me really scary i think the idea that you know this bill doesn't need to pass for the damage to be done is, is sort of yeah. my take you know i think that and, and it's you, kind of part of oh sorry go ahead Oh, that was actually a good spot for me to end. I was going to repeat myself several more times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and well, and it's it's kind of tied into this bigger like national wedge issue that it, it's that we're seeing emerge. And it feels like the right now, you know, as we head towards the midterms, as people are thinking about how to motivate their base or you know get people excited to vote, it feels like this is one of those squicky things where where very conservative people are realize this is an issue that they can like rally people around. And so we've seen this trans sports bill, uh, you know, in 11 other states um, at least. And it, it feels like this is just sort of priming the pump for this, what will be a broader national discussion. And it feels so like, it feels so regressive and like the kind of conversations we've had in the past about like, 
interracial marriage or 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 like black black people and white people playing sports together and um you know like it feels like when you start talking about people's body types based on their biology and uh, inclusion and exclusion you know sports is about setting up like a rule set and then operating kind of within it but when you start making the rule set about how many people can i exclude so that i'm the best one playing the sport it doesn't feel like a sport anymore it feels like a like a a weird protective litigation so you can get your little prize yeah Uh, i mean i think that and that's what i think is really like to me is sort of the core issue there's like a fundamental like rights issue here that you know we're talking about depriving individuals of the right to privacy we're talking about depriving them uh, you know, we're talking about infringing upon their privacy, infringe, you know, going searching and seizing, you know, searching their bodies. We're talking about, um, you know, excluding people based on, you know, uh, inconsistently applied definition. All for what, right? You know, I think that the idea here that, you know, somebody has like a legal right to be able to win a sport is like kind of gross to me right like i think that that's what we're talking about here and it's you know they haven't even proved that it's a problem in alaska you know quote unquote a problem in alaska right it's always been about rights for me and not for you and it's always been about you know bending the rules so you know you can so Matt, yeah. before we get into our <laughs> before we get into our conspiratorial ranting, I would I would love to like turn this conversation back to trip a little bit more and just talk about like what is the experience of a of, of a trans person in Alaska? Like I I don't oh, you know like I I don't really you know I can kind of see it from the outside, but I don't have that lived experience to speak from. And my perspective is one that like maybe Alaska is has this weird sort of libertarian live and let live streak that maybe allows a little more room, but maybe not. I don't know. Like what's, what's your perspective Uh, on all that? I still tell everybody I come from a lot of privilege because even though I identify as trans and genderqueer, I still, I'm still six foot tall. I'm still 200 pounds. I'm still very big. Right. But for me, like Alaska is one of those places where like a lot of us are transplants, um, you know, and I think Alaska is, is, has a reputation of being one of those places um, that you can go to and people typically don't screw with you. Like this still happens because it is still largely a red state um, and people are still very conservative and they're fearful of what they don't know. But for me, like, like, like let's have that conversation if that's the case. Like let me tell you about who I am and where I come from and you know, the things that I've been doing and, and why this is important to me. Yeah. Um, and at least come to, like, an agreement that, yeah, we may not get along and we may not agree on certain things, but at least we're two human beings that just had that conversation, right? By and large, like, you know, I've been able to build communities that are largely supportive of who I am. Um, I still run into issues. There was a really great article that came out, um, Jane, and I can't remember her last name now. Um, I think it was in The Empire uh about um being an older person and coming out as trans and now like there's also olivia eberts did this really great story on the i think the same bill that you're talking about um so for me i think there's discussion that's happening um and i'm gonna apologize but a payak who's in the editorod right now is the um likely the first openly trans slash also indigenous um, person to compete in the Iditarod. Um, well, and I think that's really interesting too, because the Iditarod is like, 
Alaska's big sporting event, right? It's like the the biggest sporting event that Alaska is known for. And one of the key things that identifies the Iditarod is that like women have consistently won the Iditarod. And it's one of those sports where where gender really falls away. And there's um, this Alaskan historian, David Reamer, just posted this video of uh, Susan Butcher meeting with Ronald Reagan and mm -hmm. presenting, like, here's a shirt for your wife. And it says, Alaska, where men are men and women win the Iditarod. And I, I you know, I think that it's, that it's an important part of our narrative that like women in Alaska are capable and you know going back to that idea of of women as kind of the the misogynistic idea of women are weaker and can't compete like I think you don't even know until you put people in a situation where they're allowed to compete right, right. you give them that sort of opportunity and I I was a pretty good athlete when I was growing up and there were still women that were better than me and like I remember running cross country and getting beat by women I remember playing basketball against girls who were on the on the women's basketball team that beat me I remember playing soccer against women who would score more consistently than I would I it's and I think that we were afraid maybe to find out how good they are you know yeah I think one of my favorite moments um and to dip back into my like 10-year roller derby career was getting to t coach and coach you know men and women, you know, cis, trans, whatever, a lot of times we didn't worry, like, I didn't think about, like, what gender they were. Like, they were interested in the sport that I'm interested in. Now let me teach you how to skate and do the fundamentals. And, you know, by and far, we had a lot of cis women who participated, and they would get to the point that far exceeded, like, what I was able to teach them. And there are still people who um, I still look up to to this day who are just fantastic. Um, and it's just, yeah, I think just giving them the opportunity, give people the opportunity to compete. So, so sports aside, um, anti-trans sports bills aside, what are some things that like the legislature could do to make Alaska more, and, and our schools and our communities more inviting for, for trans people and trans children in specific? I mean, the big thing is like, you look at your legislature, right? Is there, is there a trans member that's part of that? We don't know. Because there could be, right? There could be um, people who haven't come out out yet. There aren't open about that that gender or sexuality. Um, but you know, a lot of times in the way that we've seen um, African American descended politicians and indigenous politicians and leaders step up and into those roles. I think the more that we see each other in these roles, we'll recognize the gifts that they have and the the value that they provide for their community. And that will then create a sort of a cyclical nature of constantly bringing people up. So, um, you know, I'm really excited for for a lot of the trans and LGBTQ people who are going from being young people into adulthood and moving on into careers. The, there's the, the House representative from, I believe, North Carolina. There's any number of people who I look up to as, as sort of non-cisgendered people who excel in sort of like what they they love and the more i see that the more proud i am because honestly the life expectancy for somebody who's like lgbtq or trans or you add um bipoc on the top of that and that like the life expectancy starts lowering and lowering and lowering and yeah. to be 44 or 43 and be considered an elder in my community is like it's a very weird space so like just making sure people have those opportunities like giving them um, you know, role models and people to look up to, 
teaching them how to navigate some of these policy circles. Um, yeah, and just like making sure to, to be welcoming. And, you know, one of the first things I'll do is like, oh, hey, I'm Trip. My pronouns are they, them. Sometimes I use she, her. What, you know, what's your name? What are your pronouns? Who, who's your family? Kind of thing like that. Um, and so that's, that just sort of helps change that whole mindset then of like you're, you now care. You're, you care about this other person and you want to know. Um, and that just helps you sort of change your perspective a little bit. So in Alaska, who are some of those role models that people might seek out or look up to? Um, and, and you mentioned a Payak who's uh, currently running an Iditarod. Um, who else is out there? Oh man, can I give shout outs? Yeah, please. I want I want to know, like, who should we learn more about? I, mean, I, think, uh, that, I think that I need to learn more about them. Man, in, in Alaska, Mahogany Magnetique, I think is her, her last name. Um, is a, a black trans poet and activist in Anchorage. Uh, loves taking on like the Wonder Woman like symbols. Uh, I, I I love her feed. Um, she's so good and she's so passionate about what she does. Apayuk is another one who um, you know I think she just came out like maybe a year ago um, and has been making this journey and just watching her sort of grow and develop has been really great. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ruth Dan, who is another person who um, is sort of, um, I'm not sure what Ruth's pronouns are, so I'm going to use they, them just as a precaution. Um, but they're this amazing photographer and they've been um, working in sort of like the indigenous circles for a while. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody really just in Alaska. Unfortunately, we don't have like this huge saturation of trans people. Do you know anyone working in policy or politics, even on like a municipal level or oh, anything like that? Um, there in uh, Fairbanks, um, there's uh, Liz Like um, was uh, was on the uh, the Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly. Uh, she's a trans woman. Um, I love that. I love that for Fairbanks. Fairbanks is like one of those places where you get these like super like Christian conservative people, <laughs> and then you get like wild like libertarians, and then I mean just you get everything. Yeah, and, and then on and the... they all kind of work together there's also in anchorage um and they've worked they worked on the the bathroom bills that were going on in like anchorage lillian lennon is someone who um i've gotten the opportunity to speak with a couple of times and has done really great work yeah and are there good like organizations yeah um there's a actually one of my favorite organizations uh it's called aurora pride um, and you can find them on Facebook, and it is largely an indigenous-led sort of LGBTQ network. And for me to say LGBTQ and indigenous in the same phrase is a little weird because we're now taking these Western constructs, right, and applying them to indigenous people. Um, but they're they're very good about being very pan-gender expression, very pan-sexuality exp- um, expression. Um, and it was started by a couple of people should well we're here in southeast right we might as well pop sigla a little bit so that's another organization mm-hmm. who's been really good has been really good about promoting like time. Yeah, yeah uh sexual health and well-being uh they've been sponsors of the drag shows that are here um they've been a, a huge force here in southeast alaska and i'm sure there's plenty of other representatives in, in anchorage and fairbanks as well mm-hmm. yeah i mean honestly my dms are open if you want to start a conversation with me i'm happy to do that um my lived experiences are in playing a, a sport and coaching a sport that largely fostered co-ed competition 
And for me, like watching a bunch of junior roller derby athletes going from age six to 17, be able to find those pieces of language and the vocabulary to be able to express themselves and be who they are and still be able to play the sport that they love. Like there's no better thing to watch. Like, you know, I'll, I'll sit in the stands and watch your kid play college sports or whatever, but um, nothing for me is going to compare to watching those kids be who they are, get to play the sport that they love and be around the friends that they've, they've built over the years. Yeah. I think that's a great note to end on. So let's, uh, Call it, call it a day. I don't know, Matt, if you want to talk about any other external sort of like AK leg stuff, but uh, this one, uh, it's I all, didn't... everything else is it. The, the whole session is a bummer right now. So yeah. I think, you know, this is a, to me, you know, I think that today we heard some really good heartening testimony. I think that we saw that amid the efforts to, to sow hate and division in Alaskans, you know, there's a lot of people who are showing incredible amount of love and grace to others and i think that is that was great you know i think i i came away from it feeling better about things just because you know to know that even though there these are these there are these forces out there there are there's a much larger community that is much is full of love and is full of opportunity and care for one another and i think that it's what we got to you know remember because i think you know that's that's the whole point about this this legislation is to divide us is to to sow hate it is to you know i think part of the goal probably right is to not just drum up transphobia but to drum up you know the liberal anger against these conservatives and i think we can be mad at them right but i think like what i saw today wasn't a bunch of people bashing conservatives it was a lot of people showing up to show support for trans kids and trans yeah. athletes and i think you know we can't let this sort of stuff divide us as much as it you know as let let it be a rallying call to unite us because that's the thing is that like sports is fun sports is this great sort of pastime and it's a great you know to see people being able to compete and i think you know, I wish I wish that instead of spending, you know, several hours a day talking about this, we could have been talking about, you know, the opportunities to expand, you know, sports and opportunities. You know, there's there's a, you know, women's softball is a awesome sport. There's a collegiate sport and doesn't really have like a professional level. And it'd be great to have like a fully professional, you know, league of that. And so, so stuff like that is just, you know, you know, junior women's hockey would be great. And I think all those sort of things. Uh, I just wish there were more opportunities for it, more sports. And I think that's what I, I, you know, come out of this is just like, yes, yes, I love sports, more sports, more of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we're all better for it. And to see the legislature waste their time, you know, spending, you know, four hours or whatever it is on a Saturday to try and exclude some people from sports instead of, instead of trying to figure out ways to fund some of these programs or support some of these programs that need it. Uh, you know, it, it, it feels like they're working in the wrong direction. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. And yeah, uh, we'll talk again next week. And thanks for being here, Trip. Yeah, it's, thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Alaska. Bye. Bye, Alaska.